Okay, so just just to give context, right? Because it's been a few days. Um, we'll do a little Megillah. We'll learn together. So we're in the middle of the the Megillah storyline, right? Where um, Esther told Hatach to go to Mordechai and um, basically to get the information of what's happening. I want to know what's going on, right? He's standing by the gates. I want to know what's going on. And Hatach came to Mordechai. And Mordechai now is in the middle of telling Hatach. This is what's going on, right? So we're in Pasuk, Perek Dalit, Pasuk Chet, page Memvav. Everyone with me? Um, one page back, a couple page back, Dalit. Memvav. Open up to the page. Yeah, yeah, I think you're in, you, you must have been someone who came for only the first Perek. Because they kissed. There you go. Okay, ready? Pasuk Chet. So read the Pasuk and then we'll do the, the Mabim. Right, so he gave him the letter of the law, right, this letter that was in Shushan, that the commandment was to destroy him, to show it to Esther, and tell her, and to command her, to go to the king and appeal on, on their behalf, right? Uh, and and to, to make a request on behalf of her nation. So look at the, the Mabim. There's a lot of questions here that already stick out. Just for, if you got the style of Mabim already, you probably know half the questions. Look at the head. It's on uh, Shailot, the top, uh, top, top column. Everyone have it? Right? So which which letter is this, right? We know that there were two letters. There was the sealed one, right, that said basically destroy the Jews that he didn't want anyone to know and said hold that to Yud Gimel Adad. And then there was the open one that says you're allowed to fight back. So which which letter is this? It can't be the one, um, is it the one that everybody knows about? If it's the one that's sealed, how did Mordechai get his hands on it, right? And if it's the open one, okay, it's the open one. Number, number one. Number two, after he said, okay, to show it to Esther, what does he even say to Lagid? Right? Why? Once you show it to her, she sees it, she knows what it is. What do I got to tell her anything for? Right? I show you, hey, this is a book. Oh, let me tell you, this is a book. What are you talking about? I don't have to tell you both. Right? Great question. So, which letter is it? And how did he get access to it if it's the closed letter? And why is he saying Lagid? Um, as well as Leherot. Okay, so look at Chet, um, right, right across, and you get it to Purim. So it's the sealed letters that it said to destroy the Jews. And these sealed letters that had this letter of the Lord, it wasn't in Mordechai's hands. He didn't have access to it, right? He just had the one that in the future that they can fight back. He didn't have access to this other one. Right? The, the word Hashmidam to destroy is endorsed by the law, right? Meaning, what are we trying to say here? From the law that was given in Shushan, right, to destroy, it's from the, the closed sefarim, from these closed letters. Right, so, 
So what happened here? He doesn't have access to that letter, but we know from Nivu'ah that he has the knowledge that this is going to happen. So he has this other letter, he shows it to, show, show it to Esther and say, by the way, why do you think this letter is coming out that we can fight back? What do you think is going to happen now? I have knowledge that they're going to be done. So he's he's showing her the letter, but he's telling her this is what's going to happen, right? So the Hagid v'la'arot. Ki kavanat ha-pachegim hu shiyu atidim la'ashmidat yehudim. That this let, the law that's going to happen is going to be that they're going to go and destroy the, the, the Yehudim. And that, that's why you need to go out to the king, tell him that I need, you need to save the rest of Israel because of this concept that exists. Good? You Questions? Her the open letter, but told her about the closed letter? Correct. So it's almost like proof, right? It's proof in the pudding. Hey, we have this letter. You have this letter to fight back. Now remember, we we know from, from just the way Mabim has been explaining so far that... Hashvirosh was clueless for all this stuff. Even the letters, he was clueless, right? And she's in the castle, probably in the four walls. She has no idea that they, even the second letter exists that they got to fight back. She's saying, look, this letter exists. Let me show it to you. What's up? This letter exists. Let me show it to you. And by the way, let me lehagid. Let me tell you what's really going on behind this letter. Why, they, why they're telling you to keep it closed for all the reasons that, that we learned so far. Good? Okay, Pasuk Yud. Um, oh, no, Pasuk Tet. Is actually a nice chidush uh, here. Yes, hatach, right? So hatach now comes to vayagid uh, and tells everything to esed et mordechai. Very nice. So he tells him everything that's going on. Malbim, um, nothing. Also, the next one just okay. Pasuk yud vatomed esed lahatach vatisavehu el mordechai. So now esed tells everything to hatach vatisavehu el mordechai. So she receives now everything. From Mordechai, she understands what's about to happen. She digested, and now she tells Hatach and Tisavehu El Mordechai. So, if you remember the last Sivui that we had was Tisavehu Al Mordechai. This is El Mordechai. She's uh, she's basically commanding something on Mordechai. So, look at the Malbim Pasuk Yud. Vatomed Vatisavehu. So you have and she said and she commanded. Kefel It's double. I don't need both. Why are you giving me Tomed and Tisavehu? Right? Why do I need both? So nice chidush she has here. Look at the right Yud. Everyone with me? Um, Mike, we're a perek dalid pasuk yud. Okay, perfect. Vatomer ested yirei l'shloa hatach shenit el Mordechai pen yakiru ben anshe haman sheolech veshab b'shelichut min Mordechai leested. Ested's very smart here. What happened? She has her private messenger, her 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 main right hand, so to speak, that she trusts. She sent hatach the first time. Still, sent hatach the first time. What's going to happen now? They're going to see this guy going back and forth. Mordechai Esther, Mordechai Esther. Haman's going to look and what's going to happen? Get suspicious, right? So the first reason is, I don't want anyone to, to see what's going on here because I already sent him once. He came back. He's going against. I don't want to cause any danger to him seeing going back and forth. Right? So, so what happens? Oh, we'll, get, we'll get to the next thing. Sorry, I skipped the line. Um, Basically, what's happening here? Don't keep sending this guy back and forth, right? I'm gonna go tell Esther, tells Atach something. I want you to tell Mordechai, which is gonna be the next pasuk. Second thing is, and I'm commanding you, this Atach, if you have him going back and forth, Aman's gonna see it, he's gonna get suspicious. It's a no good situation gonna happen from this. Make sure that you send me another messenger back if you have another message because I don't want there to be any suspicion of what's happening here back and forth. Good? Okay. Any questions? 
pretty straightforward so far, right? Okay, Yud Aleph. Call Abdeh Hamelech, the Am Medinot Hamelech Yodim, all of the servants of the king, right? And all of the, the Medinot of the Melech, all the, the, the counties and countries of the Melech, no. Asher Kol Ishve Isha, Asher Yabo El Amelech, every man, every woman that comes to the king, Ela Hasera Pinimit, into the inside chamber of the king. Pay attention to Hasera Pinimit, you're going to see in a few Pesukim why that's important. Asher Lo Yikara Ahat Dator, right? They didn't call him to come. Lehamit, uh, they die. Levad, except Except if anyone gets the golden scepter from the king, i.e., says he summons them or him or her in, they could live. And I was not called to come into the melech, right? For another thirty days. So remember, Mordechai told Esther, "You got to go into the king. You got to, you got to, you know, plea on our behalf. You got to save the people." So Esther's replying, "What are you talking about? Everybody knows, from the servants to everybody in the country knows that if anybody goes into the inner chamber of the melech without being called, head gets chopped off. You're done, right? Is that? It's apparently even the queen, right? Anybody. So, and everybody knows that. And the only way you can go into that inner chamber is if if the king summons you himself with shabit zahav and calls you in." So Mordechai, it's a very nice plan that you have, but guess what? If I go in there, game's over. I'm dead. So now look at uh, Malbim, Yud Aleph. Okay, Lama Prata Biyichud Abdeh Hamelech Ve'Am Hamelech Ma'u Hatato. Right? Why do I have to sing? Why do I have to um, ex- uh, uh, specify Biyichud Abdeh Hamelech specifically Abdeh Hamelech? Just tell me. Everybody knows. Why am I saying Abdeh Hamelech purposely? Vim Hamelech Ma'u Hatato. Right? And then it says. Why do I need this ahat dato? What is this one law? Ahat dato. Yumat. And then also, if you're going to tell me, don't tell me lehamit, they're going to die. You're talking about plural people here. Tell me yumat, right? They will die. Second question. The more wondrous question of all of these things is, how didn't Esther's whole nefesh become angry and embarrassed and, and flip out over this news, right? She, basically, Esther gets told that your whole nation's going to be wiped out. What does she say? By the way, don't send the messenger back and forth because people are going to be suspicious. By the way, I can't go in because they, every 30 days. Where is Esther's reaction here? What's happening? How could she not be going crazy from what, what just happened, right? And then Masha Katav and what it says at the end, um, right? Okay, I, I wasn't called very nice. You told me already that I can't go in. And you told me that now, why are you telling me that? You already told me anyone that's not called to the king can't go in. And now you're saying, what's happening here? Great, great questions. Answers are, are even better. You ready? Um, look at Yud Aleph. Okay, very nice. So we're going to read a couple lines because it, it's all one thing and then it'll come together. Okay, so kol uh, abdeh, right? So the first question, kol abdeh. It's the last uh, two words on the page, on the line. Heshiva lo shte tanot. There's two reasons. Tana hat ki im tikanes atatiye besafek sakana. Because if I go in, I'm going to be in danger. Reason number one, myself, I'm going to be in danger. Vigam lo tagiyal mechos hefsala bekesh ba'adama, and I'm never going to get to the point of being able to ask for what we need. Good. Ki kol abdeh hamelech yodim. Why do I need to know that all the servants of the king know? Don't tell me your answer. We're going to say, oh, maybe the, the servants don't know this law and I can get away with it. I can maneuver. Number one. Number two. 
right? Why? Everybody knows everywhere, everybody knows everywhere that this is what's happening, that you get killed if you go in without his permission. Right? Right? So what's happening? Okay, maybe you're going to tell me they'll turn a blind eye. I could get in. First, you're going to tell me you can maneuver. No, no, no. Even the servants know that you can't maneuver. Oh, and by the way, if you think I can maneuver and get in, guess what? What's going to happen? Everybody in the world knows that you can't go to the king unless he summons you. So what are we going to have on our hands? We're going to have another Vashti situation. I'm going to embarrass the king. I'm going to break his law. I'm not going to listen to him. And guess what he's going to have to do? You're dead. It's over. Right? Don't tell me that this Gezerah, your question, right? Don't tell me that this question is not for everybody that goes in. Maybe there's a side move for the queen. It's for everybody. Everybody knows you ain't going in there unless he calls you. That's why he says, Right? Right? Look at the Pasuk. It's beautiful. First, we have Kol Avdei Amelech. We explain that. Then you have everybody. Why do I need Kol Ish Ve'isha again? He's telling you, it doesn't matter who you are. You're the queen. You're the king's brother. You're the servant. You go in there without permission. It's over for you. Don't tell me that it's only for someone who's going to go in without permission. Right? What's, the, what's the, the, the upshot to this? Is that yes, if I go in without permission, it's over for me. But if I get permission, if I go in with permission, an item like this, I have a chance. If I get called in, at least we're in the game now. If I don't get called in, it's over. I have no shot. So at least let me get called in, and now at least I have a chance to move in. Right? This is why it says, Anyone that's not called, there's no difference in their deen. It doesn't matter who they are, whether they have permission to see the face or not. Whether, whether it's a necessity or there's something that's very, very needed right now, it doesn't matter what the situation is either. You may think it doesn't matter who you are. Not only does it matter who you are, it doesn't matter the situation. It could be the worst thing in the world. If you're not called in, it's a no star. Everybody will be dead. From this, it's, it's a matter of time till that person's going to die if they go in. Except for the person that gets the Shabit Zahav that get calls in. Let's look at the way that Mabim is talking. His sin will be forgiven and he'll be able to leave, which means, but live, which means there's a concept in general with Malchut, which we know, that there's strict din. Din. Black, white. There's no in between here. The only way you could get around this is if I call you in, right? And and by the way, even when he calls you in, meaning my sin will be forgiven. Like he doesn't even want you there in the first place. Unless he calls you and you have a set appointment, don't even think you have access to this. Good, obviously, she's stressing the point. Because at that point, you really wouldn't have anyway. But maybe, maybe I have a chance that the, the king did some type of kindness to me that didn't kill me. If I go in without permission, even if he gave me some type of consideration, right? Reason one. 
if I go in without permission, it's over. If I go in with permission, maybe I have a chance. And by the way, if I go in and maybe I have a chance with permission, guess what's gonna happen at that point? The first thing I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to beg for my own life. Still might kill you. And if he doesn't kill you, you think I'm gonna have a chance to say, oh, by the way, Hashirosh, thank you. I appreciate you saving my life, but I have a little favor that I need from you. There's a, there's a few, a nation, right, that, that maybe we need to save. Are you crazy? There's no shot I have a chance at that. Number one, Tana Shani, the second reason. Beautiful. Second thing. When you have a situation where God is testing you, and now you have a situation where you can go and you can fix something, fantastic. But if there's a way to do it in a safer environment, right? They're not going to tell you, go and put your life in danger to save that thing. If there's another way to do it, which by the way, there is in 30 days, the king's going to call me in and I can go in and I can plead my case. But why am I putting myself in danger? There's a way I can do this without putting myself in danger. So I can't, you're telling me go and do this. Who says I'm going to be saved if that happens? If there's another way to do something, I could cross the road here and there's cars coming on a highway 50 miles an hour, or I could cross here and there's not a car in sight. You think if you cross the road over here, God's automatically going to save you when there's a thousand cars coming? No. If you go here and there's no cars, you have a better chance of surviving, right? I have a better chance of surviving if I wait, she tells him. And this is why I said, That's why she's telling him, I'm not called for 30 days. Not, again, we have the kiful ashon. Once you tell me I can't go in, which she obviously told him very strongly here, you don't need to tell me he's not calling me for 30 days. Why is she saying this 30 days? To tell him, in 30 days, we have a shot. I have a way to do this in a calm, a normal manner, I can plea our case, and maybe we have a shot in doing this. Hello, vadai be'amim ahadim yikrauti. In the, these close days, he's going to call me. It's going to be much easier for me to now plea on behalf of the nation. It's better if I wait. Let me wait. Let things settle in. Let me plea my case. Let me get to where we need to be. Good? Um, okay, good. Any questions? Okay, great. You'd bet. Good? So... What did he do? He told Mordechai et said Vayagidu plural. Now Vayagid, we were dealing with Hatach before. Vayagidu Mordechai et said everything that Esther said. Right? Look at look at um, look at the the Mabim. Beautiful Vayagidu Hashiluchim Shashalach Hatach. The messengers that Hatach sent. Right? Because we said before we're going to get suspicious if Hatach keeps going back and forth. So Hatach listened to Esther. Jack. Right in, man. He listened to Esther and said, if you go back and forth, the whole suspicious thing, what'd he do? He listened and said other messengers to tell Mordechai this. Good, he sent now an army of people, so it's not a one-on-one thing, and people aren't suspicious that it's just one person. Okay, this pasuk is the pasuk, these next two pasukim are the pasukim of the whole Megillah. They're unbelievable. Literally, when I when I was preparing it, I texted Rabbi Sofer, you gave me the crux of the whole Megillah. It's unbelievable. It's it's a bombshell. Ready? Vayome Mordechai. Mordechai tells these messengers back. Go back to Esther. Al tedami Don't think for a second 
that you're going to save your own soul and you're not going to be wiped out with all the Jews. Don't imagine you'll be saved. And you're going to be sitting in the king's palace while all the Yehudim get wiped out. We're going to do Yudalim with it because it's, it's all together, this concept. Because if you stay silent in this crisis, this is, the, this is the words. If you remember anything from the Megillah, remember this. Relief and deliverance and salvation will come to the Yehudim from somewhere else. It's not about you, Esther. And guess what? You and your whole household is going to be lost. Nobody's going to remember who you are. And who knows if this moment will ever come again. Maybe this is the reason you're sitting in the place that you're sitting. Now, saying to the guy to tell Esther. Now, we know the story, right? We know what happens at the end. So when you look at, the, when you know the storyline and then you look at beforehand, automatically in our mind, whether you want to do it or not, human nature is to say, oh, obviously Esther is in the Mahut because... She's going to save the Jews. God put her there. But, you have, but when you're in the moment, you have no idea why Ahasuerus chose us there. You have no idea that Haman was coming out with this letter. He sealed it, right? Haman had his own ploy. Ahasuerus didn't know what was happening. So Mordechai is sending Esther and saying, listen to me, you think you're going to be saved by this? You think that you're going to get out? That you're going to do this? I mean, not only are you going to be out, but you and your whole household will never be known again, right? Contrast to um, uh, uh, Megillat Rut. Remember Megillat Rut? When a person has a chance to do Yibum at the end, and he has a chance to save the name, right, of, of the family, right? And someone goes in and he passes up on the opportunity and then Boaz comes in to take that opportunity. Does everybody remember, anybody remember who we call that guy? Plony Almoni. You know what Plony Almoni means? Nobody and nothing. Guy doesn't have a name. You think he didn't have a name? You think he, when he was born, he said, oh, this is my beautiful new son. This is nobody and nothing. Right? No parents going to name their son nobody and nothing. But what happens, the Megillah is basically, a Megillah, the beautiful thing about the Megillah is the words speak to you. It's telling you this guy just became no name. Why? Because he had his chance in history to step up and do something. And guess what? He missed it. So Mordechai is telling us that this is your chance. And by the way, if you don't step up, you're going to be lost. And not only going to be lost, don't worry about it. We have God on our side. Revach v'atzalah, deliverance will come from somewhere else. Good? Okay, let's go to the Malbim now. He's saying all this it's not a threat. He's saying... It's a, it's, I don't think it's a threat. He's telling her, you don't know why you're in that position. This can be your moment. It cannot. It could also not be your moment. You can play the other side and it could say, it's not my moment. There's going to be something, some other reason why I'm here. Is right, she technically could say that. refused to wait. She said, I'm waiting 30 days. I'm not going to talk about it. 100%. Yeah. How long? This is not how long until the end of the letter. 10 months? Beautiful. So, that, so, that's, so, that's, right, that's, why she has so that's her response. That, that's, by the way, beautiful point. That's her response. Her response is, Mordecai, what are you rushing me for? If I go in, I'm dead. I have 30 days. The thing's not for another 11 months. So let me go in at the right time when it's safe and make my case. Mordecai is coming and saying, this is the moment. You have a chance now. It's Right now is the moment. If you wait, you may miss that moment. You may not. You may miss that moment. And guess what? If you miss that moment and things go down the way we think it's going to go down, number one, salvation will come from somewhere else. But your whole story and your father and everything, you're done. You're anonymous. What would 
I don't know. Right now, I have So, so she's saying. So, Malbim just told us that that in general, when you have an opportunity to do something, let's say for God, right? This is Malbim's words, not my words, right? If there's no other path that I can get to for the Savior, then you need to take that dangerous path. There is correct. So that's Esther's response. Beautiful, which is a great response. Now Mordechai is coming and saying, "Oh, you think?" You're gonna save your own soul for this? Because you're worried about yourself dying, right? Her response is, I'm gonna go in. Even if I could save myself, you think I could play on the arm? So Mordechai's hitting her back hard. I understand, but yeah. what, what would Halakha tell you? That's what I'm not so, so apparently, put in danger or so, so good. So apparently, the Ba'ala Megillah the, the, the is, is, is showing you something, is that there's something bigger that's happening here, and Mordechai has that prophecy. So, right, even to the point of, we know that when, she, when they end up fasting, when do they end up fasting? What are the days that, that they fast? It's Pesach. They're fasting on Pesach, right? So obviously halakha is being put aside because there's something much bigger that's happening on a national level here. This is not just strict deen for Amor, let me do the halakha here. There's something that's much greater that's happening and Mordechai is hinting to that here. But you're right. Technically, Esther's like, listen, there's a safer way here. What are you going crazy about? Calm yourself down, right? And Mordechai's coming at her hard. So we have to see what's happening. Beautiful. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hundred percent true. And Mordechai knows that she's thinking about herself. That's why when he responds to her and says, don't think you're gonna save yourself. And you, you, the arm, you're worried about the arm? You think you're doing this for arm? We have God. Yeah. We'll be fine. It'll come from somewhere else. Maybe so you have a great point. Let's see how Mabim addresses that. So, so that's the next case. Uh, we say, you're going to see how she responds with the fast. We're probably not going to get to it today, but you'll see how she responds to Mordechai in terms of the fast. The language that she uses all of a sudden shifts to David's point, shifts from individual to arm. Yeah. Because she, all of a sudden something went off in her head when Mordechai said this back to her. So let's look at the Mabim here. Hopefully we get through it, otherwise we'll pick it up tomorrow, but it's, it's awesome. Okay, look at Yud Gimel. Okay, so first he says, Yud Gimel bin Afshech yimei yutad. The, the word Nafshech, right? Al tedami bin Afshech. He could have just said Al tedami. Nafshech is extra, what do we need it for? And let's look at Yud Dal also, because again, they're connected, these two. Ma'u ba'et hazot. What is this moment? This specific moment. You guys just said to ask that question. What is she rushing about? I have another 11 days to this thing to happen. 11 months, I'm sorry. Right now it says go to the Melech. It's not clear why you're telling me what's happening here. Why is it my rushing it now? Why is this moment? It's not, everything is not clear. Why, why this big hurry? Okay, look at Yud Gimel Mabim. Al Tidami. In this shulichut that now happens, Mordechai Tested, there's a couple of new, very special things that are happening, new faces that we're seeing now turned over in the Megillah. Gorgeous. So he's telling you, anytime you see something that comes out of the normal processes or the normal nature, it's a beautiful phrase. It has to sit on your heart. You need to pay attention to it, right? It should sit on your heart. Hashem is supervising something here 
that there's a bigger purpose that's happening. Anytime you see something that's out of the ordinary, right? Exactly like Stephen said, what are you talking about? What is Halakha say here? She has 30 days, let her take her time. Something's going on here. Mordechai is so powerful and says, you got to take care of this, otherwise your whole life is going to be ruined. So what's going on? And it's almost like a, um, uh, it really means twisted, like Misubab uh, means twisted, but it's almost like a, um, a circular like thing that keeps going around and around. It doesn't make sense. Alpize. Right? After the success of Esther and rising from the depths, it's a crazy concept. The fact that this no-name person, who we don't know where she came from, is going to rise from the depths of the world and come and now save, uh, be inside the Malchut, to be there in the first place is a crazy concept. Wake up. Number two, now she's going to be one that saves? Also crazy concept. We need to know that there's something bigger that's happening. There's some type of purpose that's happening. Now we see what happened to Israel. They're in big trouble, right? It's like total trouble. There's no way out of this. It's as if God is inviting her to heal this on her, with her hand. Because her, her, her nation is broken and I'm allowing you the opportunity. That's number one. Something new you should pay attention to. Number two. Anytime there's any type of suffering that comes to, to Israel, time is limited. There's already a readiness for salvation. Anytime there's a crisis that happens to Israel, again, he's giving you a new concept. Crisis Israel, the salvation is already in place and time is limited. There's no, there's no way to wait. Um, Right? And if that moment you don't take advantage of the salvation, guess what's going to happen? God's going to come up with another reason, another way for there to be a way to save you. Right? Hashem's not going to abandon his nation. Good? So number two. If there's a salvation, if there's something, a crisis that's happening, you need to act now. Now is the time. And by the way, if you don't act now, there's going to be another way that God maneuvers, so to speak, because he's never going to leave his nation uh, abandoned. Now this is beautiful. This, this is my favorite part here. Anything, it gets deep here, anything that it's reality, Anything that exists for something else, meaning the only reason why this thing exists is for something else. You'll tell he's going to give him a shal in a minute. See, follow me a minute. The only reason why it exists is for that other reason, right? Meaning, mashal. Mashal, beautiful. I build some type of greenhouse, some type of fence. What do I do it for? It's the winter time. I need things to grow. Things don't grow in the winter time. So I grow, I, I build this greenhouse that I can grow these, I can plant these flowers, I can grow these things in the winter time. It's only necessary in the winter. Why? If I decide, you know what? I'm going to stop planting things in the spring anymore. I'm done with this winter thing. What's going to happen? I could destroy the thing I did for the winter, right? I.e., I have this building that exists in the winter. The only reason why it exists is because I want to plant things. Good. Now, if the concept of winter is gone and now it's spring and I can plant things without it, what happens to the vinyan? 
boom, I destroy it. I don't need it. A concept, basically, the only reason why this existed was something else. Once I don't need it for that something else, boom, I can get rid of it. Good? I have the spring, I have beautiful air, I have sunlight. I don't need this uh, um, thing that I created. On this, Esther needs to know. The whole reason her reality exists is to be in that machut. Again, we're thinking end of the Megillah. Remember, you got to work in the Megillah right now where we are. At the end of the story, it's easy to believe this. But at that moment, Mordechai is telling you, you only exist for this Malchut. You only exist to be there now. There's no other reason why you should exist. It's not for yourself, only for the Hatzalat Yudim. And by the way, that's why Hashem gave you this reason. He gave you the opportunity now. You have to think, Esther. This is the reason why you're there. It's now. It's right now. And if this moment passes, there's going to be another reason, there's going to be another way that God's going to do this. Hashem's not depending his, 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 uh, his nation and his salvation on the one woman? You think that's where he's depending his thing? You're right, at the end of the day, Stephen, Esther has a choice. You can choose bad, you can choose good. I'm not going to depend on that one decision. There's other reasons. You need to know that salvation will come from another spot. Don't, this is why I'm telling you, don't think that you're going to get away with surviving and everyone else. Don't think the Melech is dependent upon your soul. And the whole reason is for you. This is the reason why you're there. Until you realize that this is why you're there, everything else doesn't matter. It's going to turn on its head. The whole point of her being there is to save the Jews. It has nothing to do with you, Esther. You're just there. You have the opportunity now. You don't step up, it will come from somewhere else. Next pasuk, which we did, we'll, we'll start tomorrow, is this concept of Revach this salvation should come from somewhere else. How does that work? Malvim gets into it.